How has the world changed in recent times? Till the 19th century, society was not much organized. Consider times before that and the way work was managed. In those days, people collected there with logs and built their own homes, they needed each other's help for such work. Even today, we need each other's help. It would be best if you had governments available next door to resolve our issues. Imagine you lived in British India. Back then, you could be taxed and wouldn't be able to do anything about it. The government, located an ocean away, could take your property and leave you helpless. Would you accept this state of affairs? In today's organized society, we live an organized life and take each other's help when needed. How many people does it take to screw in a light bulb? It is a rhetorical question to discuss life. Honestly speaking, probably just one. While simple household maintenance tasks can be accomplished alone, many other jobs in life require us to enlist the help of others. Humans need to live and work with other people to realize their potential. Just consider how many things were required to do that rely on others for their success. That might have meant moving logs, building a house, or plowing a field in the olden days. Today, it's reflected while doing effective product design that demands a team effort or a delicate surgery requiring a group of doctors. But societies don't come about to simplify tasks requiring many hands, they also exist because we rely on others for survival at difficult times. For example, when we get sick, we need other people to care for us. Imagine living in the olden times and coming down with a high fever. With nobody to bring you water, you'd die. While this threat is much less common in modern times, we still rely on people to get us food and pick up our prescriptions when we're sick. This aspect of life was visible during COVID times, especially in the case of senior citizens whose outside movements were restricted. For this reason, we're all invested in society prospering, and that means having guidelines. Why? Because nobody except God is without vices and flaws, moral shortcomings have been part and parcel of being human. This evil impulse, an inherent part of our existence, causes us to harm others since we disregard their well-being in favor of our success. The danger of this threat necessitates rules in any human society, these are statutes that govern how to behave and treat one another. When the human race was nomadic, and there was no farming, the society's rules were different. The leader of the pack was decided by physical might. In today's times, the leaders can be from any echelon of society, there are rules, elections, the change in governments. Guidelines handle all these aspects for smooth functioning. Representative government and not monarchy, or dictatorship, is the best way to run a government. We all know how difficult it can be to make simple decisions with colleagues and family members. Small tasks like deciding what kind of takeout to order can turn into huge debates. But imagine trying to make the same decision with thousands of people. Impossible, right? For this reason, as a society grows, representative governance becomes a necessity. Since making decisions in big groups is nearly impossible, larger societies require a different way to make decisions. The best way to do so is to designate representatives for different groups in society through elections, in which people vote for others who share their views. But one election won't ensure that voters are represented. Frequent elections must be held because they connect representatives with those who elect them. Therefore, having regular elections keeps the people who govern a society attuned to the most critical issues of their constituents. So what does this say about a system of governance with no elections, such as a monarchy? It proves that monarchy is the worst form of government. All people are created equal, and to elevate one above the rest contradicts the will of God. Therefore, it's contrary to nature and God's will. It is not practical to live under a monarch or a dictator's rule. But that's not the only problem with monarchy, Another issue is its hereditary basis for transferring power. 
there is an extensive discussion on this subject in India about a well-known family. But this culture is predominant in all sections of societies. People argue that if a doctor's son can be a doctor, a lawyer's son can be a lawyer, what is wrong with a politician's son becoming a political leader? In the case of a doctor or a lawyer, it is a profession. But can we treat politician as a profession? Can leadership roles be taken because of birth? Even if one monarch was benevolent, what's to say that his heirs will be the same? Instead of getting a good ruler, you might get a child or even a complete lunatic ruling over an entire society. Unlikely? Well, both happened within the line of succession, the world over. Being born into power can itself be corrupting. A sane person might be driven mad by the knowledge of their unchallenged future rule. Systems with elections are a more egalitarian form of governance. Still, seeing the evils of monarchy and the benefits of representative government in action helps to look at a real-life example. The prime example of this is the American Revolution which overturned the monarch's power who lived in England in modern times. What democratic society does is bring out the hidden gems from the society. Dr. Baba Saheb Ambedkar, born in a poor Dalit family, rose to the pinnacle in his life because of his education, brilliant mind and opportunities offered by the democratic institution. How many Ambedkars never got a chance in this world is challenging to say. The same is happening in the case of women now. Golda Meir and Indira Gandhi became prime ministers of their respective countries. Kalpana Chawla could become an astronaut. That is hidden women's power on display. These events happen simply because of the rule of law and modern society, which offered equal opportunity irrespective of creed, religion and gender.